Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. When and how will this policy be enforced? The policy is effective immediately if you continue to offer free or discounted products in exchange for a review, your Amazon privileges may be suspended or revoked. Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue stream and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show, AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I was on a flight back from Spain, and during that long voyage, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So guys, there's a massive change on the terms of service of Amazon related to using review services. And if you've ever used a review service or you are using a review service, you need to listen to this podcast. It's me and Kevin King uh, talking about it. So without further ado, let's get into that discussion right now. Hello, everybody. It is my pleasure, my honor, as always. And this is the second time that I speak with this guy. He is the, I don't know, I'd say one of the most badass FBAers I've actually met, Kevin King. <laughs> Kevin, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Manny. How are you doing, my friend? I am good. We got to hang out uh, at the amazing event uh, a few weeks back. Well, it was almost a month back, I would say. Yeah, about three, yeah. Early September. I'm losing track of time, man. Yeah, when you're working this kind of a business, it seems like uh, 24 hours just isn't enough in a day. I agree, 100%. <laughs> so I got you on this uh, this podcast, kind of an emergency podcast almost, almost because the that I, I woke up, started reading some uh, some information on our uh, Facebook group, and was alerted to something that I think is pretty much uh, one of the biggest game changers. I think that we've seen this year. Would you not agree? I agree 100%. So what's happened, for those of you that don't know already, is that Amazon has updated their terms of service. As of today, October 3rd, they've updated it. But this one here, guys, is going to affect everybody. And I'm going to read it to you, and then Kevin and I are going to uh, talk about the implications of it. So Kevin, you ready? I'm going to read off some of the, the stuff that they posted here. Sure. This is a, a little clip from what they posted says, our community guidelines have always prohibited compensation for reviews with an exception, and that's reviewers could post a review in exchange for a free or discounted product as long as they disclose that fact. These so-called, quote, incentivized reviews, unquote, make up only a tiny fraction of the tens of millions of reviews on Amazon, and when done carefully, they can be helpful to customers by providing a foundation of reviews for new or less well-known products. Today, we updated the community guidelines to prohibit incentivized reviews unless they are facilitated through the Amazon Vine program. And then they go on to talk about Vine and how they launched it and what it is. So they're now saying that these review services, when you're getting incentivized, or not, they're not incentivized, when you're actually using these services to get reviews, when you're giving products for free or at a discounted price, these are now considered incentivized and they're saying you cannot do it, it's done. 
Okay. So the first thing that they're saying is that you can use Vine. Okay. Now, I don't know that much about Vine, Kevin, but it, I, I do know that Vine is offered through Vendor Central. Um, so that means most of the FBA sellers have probably never used it. And the fee, um, I found out, is uh, it starts at $2,500 per ASIN. So it's pricing most sellers out of wanting to do it, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, it is. It is only for Vendor Central. You can't even use it if you're Vendor Express. It's for Vendor Central only. And it starts at 2500 and they have some different packages that go up uh, from there. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty pricey. So it's not just that fee, but it's on top of that, you also got to pay for whatever your cost of goods are and, and that kind of stuff as well. So it, it's an expensive program. And I think it's by invite only, isn't it? Or have, have they changed that? And you can actually, it's the reviewers are by invite only. But the sellers, if you're in Vendor Central, you can actually sign up for it. You can pay the money and do it. So it's not invite only to the sellers, but it's invite only to who they allow as a reviewer in there. They, they, my understanding is the way they pick them is they look to see who's out there writing pretty good reviews already, that just naturally, just because they like doing it, and they invite them to the program because they don't want the guys writing two-sentence reviews. They want the guys that really put the pros and cons and do it right. Okay. Um, one of our high roller members, um, he mentioned in our group that he feels Amazon's probably going to be providing a subscription service, just kind of a prediction. Um, and it makes sense to me because at $2,500 to $7,500 per ASIN, it's, it's just an astronomical number for, for small sellers. And Amazon does have a history of uh, seeing what sells and what works uh, on their platform and then jumping into that market, whatever that might be. So I can imagine Amazon would love to start getting um, a large amount of recurring revenue coming in from the majority of these new sellers? I don't think it's about revenue, though. I don't think Amazon's made this change today as a money grab. Um, I agree with you that Amazon, I mean, they're, they're a software company first and foremost. Uh, I mean, that's where they make most of their money. Their back end is all software. They're seeing what's going on out there with all these services and tools, and I think this is their first strike. I think some of the people doing some of the other software uh, are going to have Amazon competing with them pretty soon as well. So I don't think it's a money grab that Amazon's doing. I think it's more of a, they need to, it's been the wild west out there and they need to clean up the system. And that's a barrier to entry. Uh, and it's been a major problem that's gotten way out of control. Um, and I don't think it's just the, the review services you mentioned just a minute ago, but it's even if you give it to your, your friends or your family uh, for free. Uh, you know, they've been cracking down on that with the unverified reviews. And I think it's, I think it goes to everything. Uh, yeah. So it's it's a game changer as as far as that goes. It's huge. So some of the questions, and they, they actually posted this on, on the Amazon site, it says, can I use a third-party service to provide free or discounted products to reviewers? Amazon's answers, no. The policy applies regardless of whether you provide compensation to reviewers directly or through a third party. Another question, can I continue to offer discounts and promotions to customers? Yes, you may continue to offer discounts and promotions as long as they are not offered in exchange for reviews. I've got two more questions here. What constitutes a review in exchange for a free or discounted product? We do not allow any benefit to be offered, requested, or provided in exchange for review. And finally, when and how, when and <laughs> when and how will this policy be enforced? The policy is effective immediately. If you continue to offer free or discounted products in exchange for a review, your Amazon privileges may be suspended or revoked. So this is pretty interesting. Um, can you use any third-party services, Kevin? And their answer is no, right? And here's something, I don't know if you saw this, but essentially, are review services dead? Probably to some extent. Um, Greg Mercer, 
He's the owner of ReviewKick, uh, one of the most popular review services out there. He said today that ReviewKick will no longer request or require customers to purchase products through their service to leave a product review. So it no longer becomes a review site in, in that case, right? Well, I think you have a problem though, because I think it depends on how Amazon looks at this. I mean, that's that's the next answer. I mean, Zonblast for the last six months or a year is constantly defends themselves and saying they're they're not a review service they're not a review service um, they they are not trying to help you get reviews and I agree with that they're they're a rank manipulation service just like a lot of them are a BSR manipulation service but naturally people are going to leave reviews I mean even on a service like Zonblast they're one of the lowest you know like I love to review and honest few and viral launch they have much higher review rates because those people are trained like viral launch has two hundred thirty two thousand plus people on the review list according to their elite deals which is their public facing site so a lot of those people even though they're offered at a discount I they're still gonna naturally leave reviews uh, even though they're not requested and I think that's gonna be a major issue so my advice I mean I've used some of these services in the past but I wouldn't touch them with a 10-foot pole right now uh, and if I have a serve if I have something scheduled I would immediately cancel it now, if you already got one that just ran, I mean, sometimes these reviews trickle in over the next week, two weeks, even up to, you know, I, I ran one of these in, uh, with Viral Launch in July, and I'm still getting reviews, you know, two months, three months later that are trickling in. I don't think Amazon is going to crack down like tomorrow. So if, you, if you've got one of these out there already, I don't think you need to, like, freak out. But I would definitely absolutely not start anything new. Um, and I think they're going to go after first the people that are manipulating these, like you know some of the in the beauty category. I know there's a couple brands that are giving away hundreds a day, um, and are, I think they're going to go after those people first. Those people should be shaking in their boots, in my opinion, not the small the small person. But you need to start abi abiding by the rules, and it's not just on this reviews; it's on everything else. I mean. I think there's more coming. I mean, I think the super URL stuff that's out there, there's ways to still use that. The old super URL is dead, but there's a new version. All those kinds of things. You need to play by the rules. What I think is happening here, and the people that are freaking out and are saying the sky is falling, are the people that have gotten into this business that are opportunists. There's two types of people that are in the Amazon business. There's people that are looking for opportunity and looking for the next shiny object. And there's people that are real entrepreneurs. The real entrepreneurs are out there applauding this, like me and like you. We love this. This is awesome. This is great. It's going to level the playing field. It's going to get rid of a lot of the manipulation, a lot of the Chinese sellers, a lot of the issues of shitty products and crappy stuff that's out there competing and getting ranked above us when it shouldn't be. It's going to make a much better customer experience for the customer, and the good products are going to rise to the top. And so we're real entrepreneurs that are building real businesses. We're not looking for the next shiny object, and there's a lot of people, and I'd say probably two-thirds of the people that are FBA sellers are not trying to build real businesses. They're opportunists. And those are the people that's going to affect the most, and a lot of them will be gone. They'll be on to the next sales funnel thing or the next ship plus free or whatever the next hot thing is. They'll be jumping on that, and that's awesome for the rest of us that are building real businesses and real brands. Yep. And going, I, I want to jump back a little bit to uh, to the review service, because everybody right now that is using review review services are saying, well, okay, I can stop what I'm doing. I'll still have that trickle down effect, right? Because stuff that might've gone out yesterday, those reviews are gonna be coming in 
maybe a week from now, um, there's really nothing you can do with that, right? I mean, maybe um, I, I saw in our group people were canceling the coupon codes and, and taking all these aggressive measures. Um, we, it's a little bit early to know what Amazon's going to do. But I saw, for example, with ReviewKick, um, they're basically saying, okay, we're no longer going to be forcing our, our reviewers to leave a review. So they're essentially becoming a launch platform, so to speak. You know, you can use them to get, um, I guess, sales velocity on a particular product, try to boost your your rank that way. But the problem with that, and I think you'll agree, Kevin, is that Amazon knows who all these reviewers are. Every single person who's ever left a review and wrote, you know, I, I'm doing this review because uh, as an unbiased review for a free or discounted product, they're they're tagged at some point. You know, Amazon knows who these guys are. And if there's 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 people in a review service and these guys are leaving reviews, Amazon knows they're part of that review service. So if you're using this service as a uh, velocity uh, platform, you know, something to, to drive traffic and these guys start leaving reviews, you know, you're, you're taking a risk, I think, right? You're, you're dealing with a service that is known for uh, giving uh, incentivized reviews now, according to Amazon, and you're using them still after the fact. So if you do get banned, if your account gets suspended, I mean, what's your argument? Oh, you know, you know, no, I'm, you know, try explaining this to Amazon. Anybody who's had a product, you know, pulled, blocked, uh, suspended, whatever, they know the nightmare it is to deal with Amazon. So trying to use logic with them and say, but, but they're not a review service anymore. It's just not going to work. You're going to be pulling your hair out. Amazon knows more than what you think. I mean, they're very sophisticated uh, on what they know. They know exactly when that order came in. They know exactly where it came from. I mean, there's some, some tricks some people do to mask the URL and stuff, but they're, they're pretty sophisticated. Yeah. And so they can easily go into your account and say, okay, this sale happened after October 3rd or it happened before. And I think there will be a little bit of a, I mean, this is just my opinion. I think there will be a little bit of a leeway here for a little while. Uh, but I think they, they, they may make an example out of a few people uh, here in the next week or so or, or even sooner. Um, but they're, they're doing what's best for them and what's best for their customer. And it's what's best for the platform. Right. And I like Greg over there at ReviewKick. Um, but I, I honestly, guys, I think it's too risky for me to recommend to any of our listeners to follow that strategy, to, to use it as a, uh, a product launch strategy, you know, in terms of trying to get velocity. I, I mean, I think it's better off, in my opinion, just lower your price point to the same price point as you'd give away on that giveaway platform anyways, okay? And just let the good organic traffic buy your product and then follow up with some autoresponders. See, but the problem with that, Manny, though, I mean, you can do that. I mean, say you have a product that's normally 20 bucks and you lower it down to $1.99. Um, you know, that that can work to help launch launch you know launch you and, and then you but you're going to have to in most cases you're probably going to have to build it up slowly so you're going to have to be prepared for that because if you jump from $1.99 and you're like okay I got my 100 or I got my launch or whatever and now let's put it back up at 16 bucks or 19 bucks Amazon has changed this year the way they allow price increases to happen if you jump too high too soon they're not going to allow it I had that happen I did that exact strategy with a launch I did in June it's a $49 product and I lowered it to 19.95 and did some PPC just to get it launched and get it going. When I tried to raise it back up, I hit a ceiling at $43. It would not let me, no matter what I did above $43, I, I lost the buy box. Mm, I've and heard so, about that, yeah. So I had to leave it at right under, I figured out what the magic penny was and I had to leave it under that. And I had to make a bunch of sales at that price and then I could, now I can ha get it back up at $49.95. It took a few weeks. So you're gonna have to keep that in mind if you do that, do that strategy. 
That's a good point. And actually, another, I, I just thought about this, another issue could be that if you go too low, um, you might get thrown into an, uh, an add-on category. So then you, your product can only be sold as an add-on and then, uh, then you're going to be losing a lot of sales because people have to get up to a certain threshold. Um, what, what I actually do, guys, and you guys know this, that you, those of you that have been following the podcast for a while know my strategy. Back in episode number 24 of the podcast, um, I talked about what I was calling at the time the Manny Coats Lounge strategy. And it goes uh, almost exactly as what Kevin just mentioned, right? It says, uh, or what I do essentially is I bring my price point down to what my my cost is on the product. And then very slowly, week after week, over time, I'm increasing the price point. So I'm coming in, if my product is selling for way cheaper than my competitors, they start getting that organic sales, right? They start coming in, people are buying mine. Because first of all, the product's gotta look good, everything's in line, everything looks perfect. You start building the, those sales up. And then as long as you have a really, really good uh, follow-up sequence, email follow-up sequence, I'm using uh, Feedback Genius, but uh, you can use whatever you want. If you're using something like that, you can drive those organic reviews and you don't have to worry about all these review services. The review services, I mean, I, I don't know what your opinion is on it, Kevin. I mean, if you have a really good product and your listing is completely optimized keyword-wise, visually, um, and then you can get just a handful of reviews, even if it's two or three, you should be good to go. Yeah, you don't need a lot. I've launched products that have done well with five reviews or less. I mean, your strategy is a good strategy. And what's going to happen is if you have a crappy product, it's going to show. I mean, a good product is going to get reviews. I mean, I, I, I'm, I know many of you really don't use a whole lot of review services, and I've tried a bunch of them in the past. But you've done very well with, with your strategy, and you have hundreds and hundreds of real, authentic reviews. Um, and that's because you have a good product. Now, if you have a, a cruddy product or just a Me Too product, it's not going to happen. Um, people will talk. Will they love to to tell people when they love some when they love a product? Even I mean, your your follow up sequence is great, but if you've got a good product and it's different, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna review it. I mean, a lot higher percentage will review it. I mean, I see that with my products. I got a couple products that are like that turned out to be not so great. You know, they're four star rated products, and even with a good follow up sequence, people just aren't motivated to do reviews on them because the products just it's okay. But then I have products that are four and a half and five star products, and I get review after review after review organically, you know, from the feedbacks, feedback uh, request, you know, on the follow-up emails and stuff that are good. People want to go and review it. So if you have, if you start with a good product and you have good marketing and a good listing, you're going to grow it organically. Yet, can you get to the top overnight? No, it's going to take a little bit longer in most categories, you know, especially the more competitive ones. But it. it it's the way business should be done. It's not a shortcut. Everybody's been using shortcuts and right. and cutting in line, and now there's no more cutting in line. And it's gonna, you know, everybody's gonna be on an even playing field anyways now with this new new system in place, right? I mean, you're you don't have to worry about, um, you know, you're only getting two or three reviews a week, and your competitor is getting 200 because they're gaming the system or something. So you don't have to worry about that. Another thing uh, people have asked is, well, if I lower the price too much. What happens, you know, how do I keep people from coming in and just buying all my inventory at the super low price? And I would suggest that actually tomorrow, um, and it's going to be episode number 74. This one should be episode number 73. But tomorrow's episode, um, Guy and myself, uh, we cover all of this in detail on how to set your products. So only one person can can purchase uh per order or uh, per person. There's different ways you can do different things, so uh, check that out. But, um, oh, there was an Amazon spokesperson that announced that for the time being, Amazon is not gonna be going back and deleting all the reviews that have clearly used the services uh, and that offer free 
uh, or discounted products in exchange for reviews. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Kevin? You think this is going to change? Will they go back eventually and say, "Well, holy crap, this this product over here has four thousand reviews"? I think they will, because they, they can cross-check. They can see that that Tommy John from uh, wherever has left five hundred seventeen reviews um, across all these products, and he got all of them at a discount. Um, I think there could be a chance they may go and, and knock out some of the bigger offenders. I mean, someone that's done a few, a handful, you know, your sister or your brother or whatever, I think they're okay. But I think they may knock some of them out. Because it hurts the system. I mean, Amazon's tired of people taking a shit in their living room. And that's what people, <laughs> right. that's what people have been doing. And so they're shutting the door. And um, so they got to protect it. I mean, there's sites that have popped up, software like FakeSpot, that you type in a URL and it t- gives you a grade on Amazon, you know, of what, what, how many reviews are fake. That's how serious this problem has gotten. Is that other sites have popped up so that before you buy something, you can look and see, um, you know, are the reviews legitimate or not. And the average customer out there, they don't know what us FBA sellers know. We know the whole system. We learn this. We take classes. We listen to podcasts like this and on Facebook. So we know. But the average guy, like my father, he was purchasing something the other day. Um, and he said, you know, oh, this looks really good. What do you think, Kevin? I, I said, well, how, how many reviews does it have? And he said, oh, it's like 270. It's four and a half star rated. I, said, yeah, I think I'm going to get it. I read through a bunch of them. They look pretty good. I said, well, go do that filter that says uh, verified over there. And he's like, what are you talking about? What's that mean? I said, no, just go. Because there's a lot, just do that. So he did that. And it turned out instead of 200 and some odd reviews, there were like 17 uh, that were actually real purchases. And I said, what do those say? He said, "Oh, he has a little bit different tone here to some huh. of these." And so, uh, but he didn't know that, and the average person doesn't know that that's buying on Amazon. And so, right. Amazon has to protect themselves. And I think they're going to take it a step further, and maybe even if you haven't bought the product on Amazon, you can't even leave a review. I mean, right now, you're allowed to do that. You know, if you bought it in the store, they've allowed that. So, what what are your your thoughts on that? Do you think that um, negative reviews, for example, we talked about this, right? That it can only be posted by somebody that's a verified review at full price. Yeah, I think that I, I think I mean, that could happen, and that's going to be good for all of us. You know, your competitors coming in that are that are leaving BS reviews to hurt you, and they're going to have to go buy the product. And someone will still do it. They want to play aggressive. They'll buy your product, leave a bad review, and return it. Um, but you know, there's always going to be some bad apples. This is not going to clean everything up. And there's still going to be, be people gaming the system. People finding they'll find another way. There'll be some other service pop up. But the thing is. This is good for everybody. Is it going to make it harder for the the new guys starting? Yes, it's going to make it harder. Um, the guys that are established and have a customer base and have other ways to do things, it, it's not going to be as bad, but it's good. I think it's good for the whole system and good for everything. Um, and I, just another example real quick. I mean, I have one product that I launched last year where probably a, a third or more of the reviews are from a review service because I did an aggressive launch. Um, and I just recently went to Slick Deals, which is one of the big uh, daily deal sites. I think they're rated like number 200 in traffic in the United States, which is pretty serious traffic to run a deal. And they check your Amazon seller rating. They check, you know, see how you're doing before they even admit you over there. And I passed all that, and they said, okay, submit your first deal. You can do one a week. So I submitted one for this product. And a day later, they say, I'm sorry, you can't run it. Uh, And I was like, why? And they said, well, you have too many unverified reviews on Amazon. We can't run this product. So, I mean, other places out there are cognizant of this and it, of how much, how out of control this has gotten. So, Amazon had to do something. 
Yeah, it's getting crazy. So what about gaming the system? I saw people talking about this on our group, um, you know, giving product to people and, and basically asking them to write a review but not state that they got it for free. Uh, my answer to that is, has been the same pretty much all uh, this whole time. And, and that is the Amazon, like you said earlier, they know more about people than you would think, right? I, it was amazing. I had a friend that I don't, I hardly ever talk to. And he left a review on one of my products back in the beginning. And sure enough, I tried to review uh, another product later on and says they wouldn't allow it. They somehow linked us together, whether, I don't know how they did that through Facebook or, I mean, Amazon owns uh, the majority of, of the servers that are out there, right? So they've, they've probably got a massive amount of data. If we can pixel somebody on Facebook, just imagine what Amazon can do. Yeah, I mean, they, they know a lot. They know a lot more than you think. And so, yeah, they, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I think the follow-up sequences, you know, some people I saw were asking, you know, what about the follow-up sequences? Um, I think Amazon may tighten some of that down the road. I mean, Amazon does send out their own email asking for feedback. And then there's some sellers that abuse that. I mean, Amazon really wants their system to be, you come, you buy, you like, you're done. Um, they don't want a lot of interaction. They actually penalize sellers for emails. I mean, the more you correspond with a customer on an order, you actually get kind of a little dink for that. They don't want that. They want it to be as seamless and as, as quick and easy as possible. So, and there's a lot of sellers that are using these feedbacks, uh, seller feedback services or email sequences that are begging for reviews and are hitting people three and four times. And so you can just imagine what's going to happen if more and more sellers start doing that. The customer is going to get all ticked off that he's constantly getting spammed. Uh, and that's going to have implications as well. So you got to be careful there on, on those sequences. There's nothing wrong with the sequences, and especially if you're ask, providing additional value. And I think that's the key. Is if you're just sending out an email and saying your order shipped, you know, please leave me a review, that's not going to work. Um, <clears throat> I think you need to send out that first email that's actually tips, and that's what I do. It's the first email doesn't even ask for a review. It's just, thanks for your order. Here's some tips on how to use the product. And I answer questions that people have posted or they've they said or give them some ideas of what to do with it or whatever. And then the second email is, hey, I hope everything's good. Let, please let me know if there's anything I can do to improve the product. Uh, I love you know, your honest opinion, um, good or bad. Um, please click this link here and let me know. It's the only way we can improve. And I think a couple like that's going to be okay. But if you start doing more than that, I think you're just asking for trouble too. And Amazon's going to probably be paying attention to that as well. You and I have similar, similar processes when it comes to um, sending out the appropriate emails, the follow-up sequences. So it's good to hear. And you, so do you keep it down to three emails, two emails? I mean, where are you at? I send no more than two. Two. Yeah, I send send two emails uh, and and that's it. And like I said, the first one is strictly tips. I don't even mention the reviews at all in there, not even a seller feedback, nothing. Uh, It's just strictly tips. And then the, the second one is like I said, is I hope you've enjoyed it, and please, now that you had a chance to use it, you know, please let me know if there's any improvements we can make, and blah blah blah. And by the way, you know, I would love to sh- you share your opinion with others. Um, please click this link, you know, and share your opinion. Um, we we read we read them all, and so I think I think if you start getting a hard sell, then I think a lot of sellers are going to start doing a hard sell there, and I think that's a mistake, um, and you're gonna you're gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. And also keep it short, guys. Don't write a book. I know you want to get all your points across, but I mean, just kind of reverse the roles. When you get an email and it's you know seven paragraphs long, you probably don't read it. If you get something and it's like two lines, you probably do read it because it's so quick. So just keep that in mind. But Kevin, let me ask you this. So um, everybody knows my launch strategy. I, and, and if you guys don't know, back in episode 24, I really stepped back in March of this year. I cover that. Uh, so check that out. But people are probably curious 
what is your launch strategy going to be moving forward? Have you given it, I know it just happened today, but have you given it any thought? Well, there's, there's three things probably I haven't given a, you know, I haven't paced it through its paces, you know, to come up with the exact strategy, but off the top of my head, there's three that come to mind. One of those is I will, I will do the lower pricing initially to get, get some traction and, and then slowly build it back up. Kind of like what you're doing what your strategy is. I may also go out to, you know, I've got, I've got a little VIP club and I've got, you know, past customers so I can go and, and, and look and see who my multi buyers are who have bought the product more than once or bought multiple, multiple times. Um, those are good people to go out to that most likely like the product and hopefully would, would, would leave a, a well-written review, uh, for the, for the product, uh, good or bad, uh, hopefully good, but I'll probably reach out to some of them and may offer, you know, say you can't offer ask them to do a review, but I may say, you know, as, as and we're launching this new product, we'd love to give our good VIP customers like yourself, you know, a 20% discount, um, be one of the first to get it. And hopefully they'll, uh, enough of them will take me up on that. Uh, and then I'll follow up with a review and hopefully, you know, they like my brand. I mean, it's all about branding. If they like your brand, uh, they're a lot more likely to, to leave a review. If, if you're just a commodity and selling another spatula and selling another barbecue glove, that's not a brand. Um, but if you're a brand and a product and you really cultivate that and you cultivate that through your customer service, you cut the, cultivate that through your packaging, it's not just a plain brown box or an ugly plastic bag with your label on it. If you cultivate that through your follow-up sequences on your emails, there's all kinds of ways to do that. They're going to have brand affinity to you and they're going to be willing to, and I've got some of those people now um, that love the brand um, and that will probably be good for getting those first initial reviews, hopefully, you know. Uh, and uh, so that's another strategy. And the other one, I'll, I'll use Facebook. I'm doing a lot of experimenting with Facebook right now. Uh, there's a lot of people out there, and it's just parroted everywhere. To, you need to use squeeze pages and capture email addresses before you give out a coupon. And I think that's the stupidest thing you can do in the world. Um, uh, there's ways, if you you just need to know how to do Facebook, you go direct to Amazon um, and, and it works if you do it right. And, and you don't need that email. Those email addresses of people that want coupons for a heavily discounted thing, they're not your customer. They're not the people that are going to leave good quality reviews. They're not the people that are going to be brand ambassadors. Um, I mean, they're, they're not. Um, and so there, there's, there's lots of things you can do there. So I'll probably be using some of those too. Um, and that's not just to get reviews, but that's to launch a product. Instead of using these blast services, that I think are next in line to have uh, trouble. Uh, forget the review part of it, but the BSR manipulation part, I think they're next in line. That, that's coming. Um, you can do that naturally and organically in the way you should do it with real customers that are making real purchases, uh, and it proves that there's a demand and a desire for the product, and Amazon, I think, will reward that. It's just going to take a little bit more money right. and a little bit more effort. Okay, and then... Some people might be thinking, well, Kevin, you just said that we shouldn't discount products because that could be bad. But that's not what you're saying. You're saying you're going after um, customers that you've already had. You're reducing it maybe only 20%. So it doesn't even seem like it. It's not like uh, when you have a product and you're using one of these services and you're selling it for $1.95, right? And it's like 80 or 90% off or even 100% off. You're only discounting it 20%. And then these people are, they've never received any kind of information uh, related to a review before purchasing. They just, they saw something that says, hey, this is the offer. They do it. And then after they get it, after they've checked out the product, then they're going through your normal auto uh, response sequence 
just like every single other customer that you ever sold something to, right? Right. Yeah, I'm not so, going to try to twist their arm. Like, oh, come on. I gave you a discount. You need to leave me a review. Oh, come on. I'm not, it's just going to be natural. They're just, I'm just targeting those people because they're the most likely people that like my product naturally, organically, and have the best chance at leaving me you know, a good detailed review, positive or negative, hopefully positive. Uh, but yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I don't think I've reread the Amazon what they said three or four times a day, and I don't think there's anything wrong as long as you're not saying up front, "Hey, I'll give you this discount, but join my review my VIP review club or you know, and give me a review for." It. As long as you're not saying they're, they're buying it at a at a discount as being a good customer, and there's nothing wrong with wrong with that. Yeah, perfect. Okay, now and one other you- thing, one other thing to really quickly say on that too is on these discounted services. I've never done these dollar ninety nine or or penny or free stuff. I've always done four ninety five to nine ninety five just because it weeds out a lot of the riffraff. Uh but that's that's just I wanted to make sure that Yeah. That. No, that's exactly what I I think I've said that uh, on several podcasts as well. It's like, you know, I don't do anything under five bucks. So that's just kind of, that was back when I was doing uh, review services or anything like that. Um, five bucks is as low as I went. I know a lot of people were going lower and I felt like, I don't remember why I did it. I think it, I, at the time I was experimenting and I was noticing that if I went below that, verified reviews tended to just kind of slip away or, or something like that. I, I don't remember, but yeah. That's you got to remember too. I, I mean, the review services and the Facebook groups, uh, I mean, there's hundreds, thousands of them out there. I mean, I have a bookmark list here of like 96. I looked at it before we got on, on the call. <laughs> 96. 96 different ones. And I'm like, gee, it's not just them that are having an issue. I mean, you have to remember, there's a lot of people that that's their business. I mean, they they sign up for all these review services and they do online arbitrage. And they're, they're going and getting all this stuff and then turning around and selling against you at full price and making the difference. And yeah. so it's going to eliminate those guys too, which I'm all for. I hate those guys. Um, and it's going to eliminate um, people that are stay-at-home moms that have built a, you know, filled an entire guest room full of free stuff that they've gotten. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, that are doing this as their major hobby or, or turn around selling them on eBay or whatever. So yeah. it's affecting a lot of people, not just sellers. It's across the board. It's, it's like you said at the beginning, it's the, probably the biggest major change in the last several years on Amazon or if, if maybe – ever since it's huge yeah I, and especially for product launches it, and before it was so easy to do stuff anybody anybody could jump into the game and get something going right away with the crappiest of products and now this is going to change things a little bit i'm sure people are going to game it but it's going to change things but let me ask you, you you were just talking about the review services knowing what you know now would you cancel your membership to these review services or, or use them in any way at this point no i would not touch them all right, because people are asking, should I cancel? Should I cancel? There are, you know, there are people yeah, are. If paying. I, if, if me, this is my personal opinion, and I don't have any, it's just my gut feeling, and I don't have any evidence behind it that if I continued, I'd be in absolute trouble or whatever. But my gut feeling is, and I'm doing enough volume of business on Amazon that I don't want to put that at risk. Um, so there, there's no reason for me to do that and to risk, you know, a six figure a month income just over, over something like that. Or like you said, you know, I've had products suspended in the past. You've had it a couple times, you know, it can be devastating. Um, and it can really kill your sales and really hurt you. Um, and I have no interest in that. So I will not touch them at all. Right. Okay. Guy told me earlier today, he says, uh, he thinks that all of these review services, um, are going to turn from review services to launch services. Well, you, well, you look at what Viral Launch has done. Viral Launch, they 
I think they kind of saw the writing on the wall. Those guys aren't stupid. I mean, they, they have a successful program of helping people launch and get reviews. Uh, but they changed their wording, you know, last year after the, the, the thing came down. To, we're not a review service, just like Zonblast did. You know, we're a launch or BSR service. But they've reached out now. Now they're helping you do complete packages. I mean, they do product photography and listing optimization and keyword research. And they've diversified into, you know, like a turnkey system because they saw this coming, I think, and they want to, to prepare themselves so that their business is not shut down overnight. And so they'll probably be okay. I mean, they'll probably take a hit here for a while, but I'm sure there'll be a, a bunch of people that don't give a, give a damn and they keep using these things too. And, um, I mean, even Viral Launch has had disclaimers when you use their service, you know, you have to check a little box that says you understand that what's happening here may not be, uh, may not be proper or whatever it says something to, yeah. th to that within, effect. The, within Amazon's terms yeah. of service yeah yeah that's true I, isn't that scary like whenever you've got to agree to something like that like oh man do I want to use this service or this tool I don't think any I mean I, if, it depends on who you talk to out there if you talk to the Cynthia Stein and some of the people that help the reinstatement they say that there have they have dealt with issues where there's some accounts that that use these services that got into trouble but then you talk to the services and they always say no we've never had a problem so I don't know who to believe um, on that, or I mean, I probably would tend to believe someone that's actually dealt with it more. Um, but I don't have any evidence in front of me. But I think the, the the best thing is just just be careful, play by the rules, and and build a real business. Don't try to look for these shortcuts. I mean, I've been I've been guilty of it. I mean, I've looked in the past, you know, like oh, this product's just languishing here. What can I do? You know, I need to I need to boost it up. And I've backed off almost every time because it's just like, you know, that's just not right. I'd rather sit on a thousand of these. I'll figure up another way to sell them. I'll go take them to walmart.com. I'll take them wherever. There's, there's always ways um, and without with, and play within the rules. And remember, it's Amazon's house, uh, and you're their guest. For sure. Man, I think we've covered just about everything that we know. I mean, this was announced just a handful of hours ago. So it's brand new, guys. We're going to uh, make additional announcements. We'll keep you guys updated when things uh, happen. And um, it's something that we haven't actually talked about. Kevin, any final words on, on the new terms of service? I just think, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of people freaking out and you're going to see a lot of misinformation going on out there over the next several days, just like what happened when they did this for the retail arbitrage guys, you know, a, week, a month ago or whenever it was. They freaked out. Uh, but just, I mean, do, don't worry about all this. If you, if you go by the rules and you play by the rules and you're building a real business and not just being an opportunist, you're being a real entrepreneur, I think you'll be fine. You'll be, you'll be totally fine. It may take a little bit longer. Um, it may take a little bit more money, but at the end, if you got a good product, a good service, a good offer, you, you, you're going to be fine. I mean, I, I, I know I saw something, somebody post on, I think it was your Facebook group, say, you know, how am I, I I'm launching a new product, you know, how I'm stuck at rank number 1 million on page 822,000. How's anybody ever going to find me um, without doing giveaways or, you know, a ranking service? I'm, I, I named three of them earlier. There's ways to do it um, that, are, that are proper and real business and not a shortcut to the top. Yeah, great. And guys, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier as well. Check out my launch strategy episode. And um, I mean, that's what I use now still to this day. You know, I, I announced this back in March and I'm still using it now. And um, it, it works. It works for me. And it's I, I don't use review services almost ever um, just because I don't need to with the strategy that I use. I, I get them organically through my follow-up sequence um, the way I do things. So, um, 
Kevin, we're going to have you back on for sure. By the way, guys, um, if you haven't heard Kevin before, if this is the first time you're actually hearing the name Kevin King, uh, Kevin and I talked back in April. We had a podcast uh, interview. It was episode 33. And uh, Kevin kind of opened up the floodgates. And I would say that most people at the time had agreed that it was like the best podcast we had put out. So check out episode 33 if you want to hear Kevin uh, give out tons and tons of of secrets and all kinds of cool stuff. And since that day, everybody's been begging for, you know, a Kevin King, Manny Coates episode two uh, of this. And this is not it, guys. This is not interview number two. This is just something I called Kevin up and said, dude, we got to do a podcast on this right now. It's like the biggest news uh, related to Amazon in a long time. And he agreed to come on and, and talk about it. But um, we're going to be doing episode two. Um, and then right after that, we're going to be announcing um, something secret, uh, pretty badassical, Kevin, I think, <laughs> that we've been working on for some time. Um, and it can definitely help you get to the next level in your private label business. And we'll be announcing that next month. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned and make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss it. Kevin, you gonna, you excited about what we're going to be announcing? I am. I'm, I'm very excited. I can't uh, wait to, uh, I want to tell people right now. We can't tell people right now? <laughs> we can't tell them. I oh, know we wow. talked about this. But they're, they're, like, they're, they're going to be like pounding us and they're going to be like emailing and I private know. messing us saying, what is it? What is it? What is it? I know. Four weeks. It's not that long. Four weeks flies. If you're if you're busy selling on Amazon, four weeks seems like a week to, no, to normal people. It's fast. That's it, guys. Kevin, any final words of wisdom? I know I already asked you once. I'm giving you a second chance here. Uh, no, just keep plugging away, guys, and you're going to be fine. Perfect. Thanks for coming on the show, Kevin, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, man. Take care, guys. You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider, insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.